Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, January 12th, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is Imran, the Don Khan. Blessing, I'm excited as hell to talk about video games today. Same here. There's so much to talk about. The first thing I yeah. want to talk about, though, is our shirts. We're over here rocking the video game shirts. Oh, yeah. You got, you, got a, going. you got a Kingdom Hearts thing going. Yeah, I don't even like Kingdom Hearts like that, but you know how to rep it. Kingdom Wait. Hearts 1 specifically, I like. Okay, but you're wearing a Kingdom Hearts 2 shirt, to be clear. Hey, man, you know, that's it's all the same to me. Uh, Rocks, hold on. That's yeah. Sora, right? Imran, Imran loves Kingdom Hearts. That's Roxas in the middle. So, like, it's Sora and Kyrie. Oh, th- wait, th- this guy? Yeah. Okay. Blessing, Damn, when is going to be Kingdom Hearts month where you play through Kingdom I- Hearts games on stream? God, a few awful. people on a few people on Twitter tried to make this happen where I would play through Kingdom Hearts. And I want to make it clear, I'm not going to play through Kingdom Hearts. I played Kingdom Hearts 1 as a kid, enjoyed uh-huh. it a lot. Boo, really coward. liked it as a kid. Uh I got Kingdom Hearts 1.5 plus 2.5 HD Remix, which one is a, is a long name for a game. Uh two, started playing Kingdom Hearts, I guess 2.5 technically. Got about like 7, 8 hours in and I was just like, I'm good. I don't need to play this. I know what this is. I understand it. It's magic. It's Disney. It's Mickey Mouse for some reason, like wielding a fucking key saber and doing backflips. I get what this is. I'm good. I don't need it. No, no. First of all, you don't get what this is because no one gets what that is. It's Kingdom Hearts is like, as someone on Twitter said to me, it's a, as complicated as Metal Gear, but nobody calls that out, which is true. That's like bullshit. Hearts- That's bullshit. <laughs> and I, know, like, that, I think that, I think that was Cameron Hawkins that said that. And I want to make it clear that is bullshit. Metal Gear Solid makes sense. It's convoluted. And it's ridiculous, but it makes sense. Oh, you're it so Kingdom right. Hearts is all about, Kingdom Hearts is all about friendship. Tell and them, bless. Way Tell you can, fake you things. Cannot, fake you things. Not like grind that down into like something that feels. There's a little vampire in Metal Gear. But and he hey, was whoa, made through science. It was nanomachines, no, all right? It was nanomachines. He was retcon to be. No, they just hadn't explained it yet. Retcon. <laughs> Get out of here. Can you explain half the shit that goes on in Kingdom Hearts without using, like, magic and friendship? Okay, it's a fantasy game, though. You have to use the words magic and friendship in some, well, magic at least, in some form. Donald's a magician. He's not a nanomachinist. Yeah, and Metal, and Metal Gear Solid is science historical fiction, which I, whoa, which I whoa, find whoa. to be more... No, no, no. You know? We're not throwing the word historical into Metal Gear it's Solid. It's the only word that fits. I find it it's the only word that historical Metal fiction. Gear Solid because I feel like that makes way more sense than a lot of the bullshit that, that goes on in Kingdom Hearts. And I'm not hating on Kingdom Hearts. I think Kingdom Hearts is awesome for the people that love it. I'm just saying, for somebody that, that's played all the Metal Gear Solid games, played five Metal Gear Solid games, and have understood what goes on in them, I played one and a half Kingdom Hearts games, and I am I'm I'm lost. I have no okay. idea what the fuck. Here's what I'm saying about. though: if Kingdom Hearts, if if Goofy looked at the camera and said, "Hey, you have Symphony of the Night on your memory card," people would be like, "Oh, that's bullshit. This game is makes no sense." No, but in Metal cool, Gear, though. in Metal Gear, that's it happens. Cool. People are like, "Oh, that's super awesome." See, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, there's a double standard here. It's applied. meta. You I don't get like, it. God. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin. Kevin knows what I'm talking about. You just I don't know what get you're it. Talking no, no, I think it's cool it's either science, way. I'm saying people wouldn't historic. think it's cool if it was Kingdom Hearts. Imran, I would love to continue to have this back and forth with you because I can go on for, Kingdom, uh, for days about Kingdom Hearts versus Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> but there's so much to talk about today, uh, such as a new Indiana Jones game, a bunch of PS5 release windows being revealed, and more because this 
is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every day at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when you get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. To be a part of the show at to patreon.com slash kind of funny games with bronze members or above, get to write in and silver members or above, get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show. Housekeeping for you. Uh, we heard your cries and now it's official. We're now uploading all of our Twitch streaming over on a third YouTube channel called Kind of Funny Plays. That way, if you missed out on some of the shenanigans, uh, for example, if, if, if you wanted to check out Nick, Mike, and uh, Andy playing Warzone, that's... I, I'm not. I've not watched many of the streams so far because we've only done done week one, and I'm a very busy man, as you know, I'm Ron. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume all they do over here is play Warzone, and so yeah, if you no. if you if if you've missed out on those shenanigans, uh, you can now go over to YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Plays, catch up on the full Twitch streams, uh, and Roger, of course, will still be doing the edited down versions that will be uploading on on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games for you to check out and consume in a condensed format. But if you want the full things. Now they're there. YouTube.com slash kind of funny plays. Uh, speaking of new 2021 shenanigans, the first episode of the kind of funny next gen podcast is now up over on Patreon uh, for gold members. That's Barrett Corney, uh, Raj Corney, and I's new monthly podcast uh, in a similar vein as the kind of funny podcast where we bullshit around and talk about whatever. The twist is, we're all under 30, uh, so we're not talking about all that old man shit that Nick Scarpino was always on about. <laughs> I don't know why I'm bullying Nick Scarpino today. I, everyone was can. yesterday. Yeah, it, it's you're, you're in good company. You're doing fine. Thank you. Uh, a new PS Love You XOXO episode is out today, and it's an excellent episode about a uh, kill zone and whether or not it's dead. And so, if you want to listen to that, of course, YouTube.com is kind of funny games podcast services around the globe. Uh, and then for some reason, this Wednesday at 9 p.m. Pacific time, we're doing a Signs Watch Along party. It'll be my first time watching Signs. Uh, all you need to do, if you want to join, is have Amazon Prime, and you can come through, hang out with us on twitch.tv slash games, watch along. Uh, we can give our Signs theories. I'm not seeing thighs. I'm not seeing Signs, so I don't know if it's the kind of movie that you have. Thighs is a different movie. It's Thighs is a way different movie than I have. I can stream it on Twitch. I, it's so uh, yeah, funny I assume, that I assume, you, you just turned the science thing into into like a you thing, and it's like it's I, for Nick's birthday. Like you know <laughs> I that. It was be, well, no, we're doing it because I'm not watching it though. That's where the whole idea came from. Yeah, was, but like, it's it's to celebrate Nick's like, birthday. That's the only. Science. No, yeah, he, that's why we chose the movie. And Nick was like, "I love science. I'll watch science." But it's all about Nick. It's in his. You are being really mean to Nick today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, because I barely interact with Nick. Because like we're not on any of the same content, and I love Nick, but I feel like this is now my way of my way of connecting with Nick. Just because if, if there's yeah. anything I know about Nick Scarpino, he loves making fun of people, and I feel like if I make fun of him enough, he'll start to notice me and, and give me acknowledgement. Fun fact: yeah. he hates being so made fun, fun of. Oh, was that Kevin? I didn't hear you. I said, "Fun fact: he hates being made fun of." Oh, does he really? Mm. <sighs> that That's, seems kind. I of mean, he'll still notice you then, though. Like he'll notice you, he'll just hate you for it. Nixon have no idea I'm talking about him this much because he no, does yeah. not watch kind of funny games daily. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. Maybe he will though. Maybe now he will. Definitely not. I mean, what he you're doing is you are setting it up for when Nick and Andy host games daily to just roast you the entire time. Oh my god, that's way too much work. That's way too much work <laughs> for Nick. I'm very excited <laughs> about that episode, by the way. April first is coming, 2021. Nick and Andy, kind of funny games daily. Stay tuned for that. Uh, but for now, thank you to our Patreon producer, Blackjack. 
Today we're brought to you by Hims, Brooklinen, and Burrow. But I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have eight stories today. Starting with our number one, Imran. This morning, uh, a little small indie company by the name of Bethesda decided to wake up and choose violence. Uh, they've announced <laughs> a new Indiana Jones game. Um, I'm pulling directly from their Twitter. Uh, Kevin, I have the the uh, Twitter link for you to pull up if you want to show the teaser that they tweeted out this morning uh, for the Indiana Jones game. They tweeted a follow-up tweet that reads like this. A new Indiana Jones game with an original story is in development from our studio, Machine Games. It'll be executive produced by Todd Howard in collaboration with Lucasfilm Games. It'll be some time before we have more to reveal, but we're very excited to share today's news. Imran Khan, what was your reaction upon seeing this this morning? Confusion? Because, like, they did the Lucasfilm rebrand yesterday, and they're already, like, coming out swinging, like... I remember everyone thinking yesterday, like, oh, I wonder if this means, like, an Indiana Jones game. I was like, yeah, maybe when they do the new movie, sure. But, like, I did not expect the day after they did the the rebranding. They'd be like, yeah, no, Lucas, like, Indiana Jones as well. And Machine Games, really good pick. I I am excited for them to, you know, stretch their legs a little bit and, like, get into a different IP and, like, really see what they can do with this game. Yeah. This looks... I'm very excited about this uh, from the perspective of I would not have expected this announcement and for them to come out and be like, oh, yeah, we're giving it to Machine Games. I think is very exciting uh, because Machine Games, obviously known for the Wolfenstein games, the recent Wolfenstein games that have been really excellent. This seems like an entirely new project for them in the way that I'm really curious and excited to see them stretch their legs and uh, try out something new because this this very much reminds me of the same uh, or similar as Guerrilla Games. Uh, moving on from Killzone and creating uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. You know, and like Killzone, obviously like not Wolfenstein in terms of how those two things are received. Like Wolfenstein, the new Colossus, very excellent game. Um, But Machine Games and Wolfenstein New Colossus and Wolfenstein New Order, I feel like have shown off uh, such skill in terms of, hey, we can make a blockbuster story. Like we can make, uh, uh, we can have great dialogue and great cutscenes, and really have you engaged with what's going on in the story of this game. And so to see them tackle uh, an Indiana Jones game, I think is really exciting for that. Yeah, I think Machine Games is such a perfect pick because they're not afraid to just like, if they want to do something that doesn't necessarily like jive with gameplay necessarily, I'm not saying it's bad, but like if they want to create some dissonance, they will do it. Like we, we were just talking about New Colossus. New Colossus doesn't start off with you feeling all powerful. It starts off with you feeling like real shit like that you start yeah, off you, extremely weak in that game you literally start off in a wheelchair yeah and game. then like before you really get you know the armor and all that you you die in a couple of hits it is a difficult game at the beginning i i can definitely see them having a more quiet and contemplative at times indiana jones game that sometimes gets really loud and action-packed and i think they're they're great at doing those like balancing those two things so yeah, that it is super cool to imagine what that game is right now. Uh, of course, patreon.com slash kind of funny games is where you can go to ask questions for the show. And most of the questions were all about this exact news. Um, and I have two questions that pretty much encompass what most people were asking. Uh, so I'm going to pull Mitch Krasson who wrote in uh, and asked, what is the most likely version of the Indiana Jones game you're getting from Machine Games? 
third person, first person, Tomb Raidery, or Horizony. And then Gluten Full also wrote in and says, Good morning, sexies. Uh, with Indiana Jones being announced, how do you think the game will fall into the Microsoft acquisition? Xbox exclusive game? If it's third party and it's successful, would Microsoft continue making them? Thanks for all you do. Uh, Imran, we can start from anywhere. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you pick where we start in terms of what this game is going to be and how it's going to be released. We could actually wrap two of these things together. Is does does this game exist as an Xbox version of Tomb Raider or not Tomb Raider uh, of Uncharted? And that's like that is I think the most important question to me because like if it is like are they trying to go for hey why bother with Dime Store Indiana Jones like they have real Indiana Jones right here like does Nate Drake become the we have Indiana Jones at home kind of thing I who knows I think that would be an interesting play for Microsoft. But the fact that that acquisition was announced three September. months ago. Yeah, I was saying, so more than three months ago. Like, yeah, around, around four months ago. I'm going to guess this game's deal, the deals with this game were inked before then. But it is also worth noting that Xbox has responded to this tweet already. They've liked the Xbox account. Sony has not. As far as I know, maybe someone can correct me. Like, you're wrong, dummy. But... Does that indicate that this is a Microsoft exclusive or does it like the fact that it's a external IP indicate that it's supposed to be everywhere? Like this does give us a little bit of an idea or not yet, but it will give us a little bit of idea of what does Microsoft plan to do with Bethesda? Are they going to, for example, release Starfield on PS5? And if so, like, was there already a deal for that? Or are they going to have Starfield on PS5 for $70 and, uh, free on or free quote unquote, on game pass like that would be a hell of a contrast to make so i'm, I'm curious what happens with uh with indiana jones because if they do make it they're like you can only play any like like spider-man you can only play indiana jones on xbox that is a compelling thing to do that's a compelling reason to like get an xbox and sign up for game pass and be like fuck yeah i want to play indiana jones yeah no i think for i think that's the big question in terms of like is this going to be an exclusive or not or how how is this going to go because i think when you look at bethesda and the acquisition what that means for their library like we've had interviews of uh folks from microsoft and folks from bethesda having the conversation of yeah we're looking at games on a game-by-game basis and how they're going to release and so i think what what i pull from that i think what many people pull from that is all right yeah like a game like starfield what does that look like? You know, will will the return on releasing it on all platforms be enough to justify that game being multi-platform and then being Game Pass on Xbox? Or should that be an Xbox exclusive in order to sell the platform? Uh, and I think that's a question that's going to be asked in that way for each and every one of their titles. The Indiana Jones game specifically, I think, makes more sense as an Xbox thing than a Bethesda Machine Games thing in terms of why you would make the decision to develop that game. Because I know, like, you know, people love love, love Indiana Jones. I understand creatively why you'd want to work on, on Indiana Jones. That said, Bethesda isn't really known for taking uh, licensed games and, like, and, and putting out games tied to licenses, right? Like, especially in the last generation, I can't think off the top of a game from Bethesda that's been a movie licensed game. Microsoft. Movie license, sure, like, but they mm. bought Fallout. Fallout did not come from them, so like, sure. technically, I mean, I guess they own it, so it's a little different thing. But yeah, they they nobody really does license games or license much of anything these days, except for like Marvel stuff and Star Wars, I guess. Yeah, and like, and I mean, uh, to my point, right? Like Microsoft, on the other hand, 
I think this makes complete sense for that strategy in terms of, hey, we can have our own Uncharted and it can literally be Indiana Jones, right? The thing that people compare Uncharted and Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider to, the thing that those games trace the lineage back to. We can have that as an exclusive game and have Machine Games work on it. And Machine Games obviously knows how to put together a great uh, 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 campaign, knows how to put together a great story, knows how to have character work and do all that stuff. Also knows how to make a shooter, you know, if you want to have that be the, ma- the main thrust of the gameplay. I, I think that makes more sense as a Microsoft decision than a Bethesda uh, machine games decision. And with that, I wouldn't be surprised to see it be exclusive. I think it, I think it makes a lot of sense in terms of when the, the deal was made. You know, like, I don't, we don't necessarily have concrete proof. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, that, those conversations were going on, like, alongside the Bethesda acquisition stuff in a way mm-hmm. where Disney or whoever was looped into those conversations. Lucasfilm Games were looped into that conversation and then, and, and you know, they looked at the lay of the land. We're like, okay, yeah, we can see this releasing on Xbox and PC and be fine with it. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. What do you think this means for Wolfenstein? Because they definitely, like, Youngblood set up a Wolfenstein 3 that was going to go fucking crazy. Like, yeah. do you think that means Wolfenstein 3 is now somewhere, like, delayed, or not delayed, like, deferred, I guess? Or do you think that, like, they're working on both these games simultaneously? My, I would, I would hope that they're working on them simultaneously because I love Wolfenstein uh, and Wolfenstein 2. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this means that we're, it's going to be a while before we get Wolfenstein 3, especially coming off of Youngblood, which was not received well. And I did not, I did not like Youngblood, uh, played through it, got towards the end. And I was like, this game is bad. I can't even finish it because my game actually broke toward the end, um, right. uh, meaning I literally couldn't finish it. That I game, do encourage you to look up the last couple of, even for the chat, look up the last couple of scenes of Youngblood because it does set up a very interesting thing for Wolfenstein 3. Yeah. And like Young, Youngblood seems to be, Young, Youngblood came out of a, of a Bethesda that was making games uh, like Fallout 76, right? And like, I feel like there's one other example that I'm missing in terms of like Bethesda's move toward uh, quote unquote games as service type games. Um, but Youngblood felt like it was kind of part of that, part of that in a way where, uh, it was kind of justifying its own existence by being this thing that might sell more or might be able to make money off microtransactions or whatever it may be because it is set up to be more of a games of service type game. And it just failed doing that, meaning that I don't know what that specifically means for Wolfenstein, uh, Wolfenstein's future. That said, I would hope they're making Wolfenstein 3 that is along the lines of Wolfenstein 2 and is just it is a straightforward single player narrative first person shooter game because that's that's what I want from them. But I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious because, like, like I said, Youngblood's setup is just so interesting. I would just, I want to see them get to it. I want to see them like, because it, it, we have to punch Hitler at some point. It's got, we got to like blow him up, and I'm, I need to see that at like at some point. So hopefully they're they're not deferring that for Indiana Jones, but if they I'll did, I think it's a reasonable. Game, honestly, I'm down. I'm down to punch Hitler and Indiana Jones, even though I'm not sure if that lines up in you, terms of timeline. You could it in does. the LucasArts Temple of it Atlantis does? game. Dope. Yeah. Because, like, you've seen the Indiana Jones movies, right? Nope. I'm what? not. Whoa! Yeah. What? Hold on. I just never Listen. really, like... I've... Indiana Jones has just never, like, really been the thing that I feel like I've needed to watch. It doesn't, like, appeal to me in any sort of way. <laughs> Exploring? <laughs> cool. Bless, you've lost the chat. Just a heads up. Yeah, this should have been something oh, I know we I would. out of the, the beginning. Holy shit. 
I feel okay. comfortable saying this to you because Jonathan Dornbush also said the same thing on Twitter, and I was like, "Thank God I have company. I can, I can, I can feel safe saying this. I've not seen so, Indiana Jones, and I have no desire to watch Indiana Jones." Book it one year from today, Nick Scarpino's next birthday. <laughs> We're watching all three Indiana Jones movies. Oh wow! As I say watch three. along, all three. Okay, if you. That's a lot of Indiana Jones. So we're just ignoring the fourth one, just to be clear. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Is that the fourth one? Is that is that the one that everybody went crazy about because it was so bad? Yes. Yes. It's it's a it it's a bad movie in a lot of respects, but they they go out of their way to make it real bad. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no that that, there was a an Indiana Jones uh, LucasArts graphic adventure in the '90s that I don't remember the exact year of, but I played as a kid, and you get a scene where you. You confront Hitler, like, behind a phone booth, I think? And then, like, you have the choice to, like, punch him out or not. And it's like, all right, who's not going to punch Hitler? Hell yeah. yeah. I like that. So I, I hope that they get that air. Hmm. Dude, I love watching chat right now because chat is, go- chat is <laughs> no, divided. <laughs> it was, like, it was very slowly moving. And then the second you said that, it just, like, popped off in a way yeah. I've not seen in a while. I don't love two. It's just a movie. It's one of those movies I don't that never. Because it. obviously it's, like... Indiana Jones isn't a franchise from my childhood, obviously. And I know I know for many people it wasn't, and they've still seen Indiana Jones. But I've just never I've never been in the situation where I would, where I would watch it. Like it's never just naturally been on TV on the channels I'm watching. It's never come up at a friend's house. You know, like I, the the way I watched the original Star Wars trilogy was like I had a friend that had it and we happened to watch it and like it happened like that in my, during my childhood. Nowhere did Indiana Jones come up for me in a way that I would have watched it, and so I just never watched it. Kevin, have have you guys done Indiana Jones in a review without like ever? No, that's a good idea. Can yeah, you, no. Can you put you that? Gotta, in, gotta in... do that. <laughs> do that and get get blessing in on that. So he has to. He has no choice. It is for work. We did do that. I mean, with, they don't. They uh, don't ever have me on the interview stuff. So we do that. We've got to now. But like that's that's how we got they Andy got in, right? We did for no. That's not true. He was in from the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, I got no desire. I do want to watch the Dora the Explorer movie, which I assume is very similar God. to Indiana Jones. <laughs> I don't and that's like, like next your on my list. Of, of you know what I mean? <laughs> I just my my goal for this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is to make it so that Nick has to listen to it because enough people tweet at him and are, and are like, I, I don't know if you've heard what Blessing is saying, but he is saying some very offensive things on the show about your interest specifically. That's my goal. Yeah, no. And so Dora the Explorer I, on the list. This is going to be the next like. This is the thing. This is the the next year of kind of funny is going to be everyone harassing you about Indiana Jones. Will they though? Like, is Indiana Jones one of those movies that you have to see? Yes, I know enough about Indiana Jones. I know he runs from the boulder at some point. I know he has like a whip. <laughs> I know who he Bless. explores. Bless. I know. One a, of... I know. Uh, Nathan Drake has some like similarities to him. Would you believe? Explorers and okay. He... See, that is the context though. Is you cannot really talk about Uncharted unless you've mm-hmm. seen Indiana Jones and have True. that like. Foundation. Oh, that is that is no the... seriously. You're on a PlayStation show. Do we have to call Greg Miller, who I think is off today or something, and like get him to? Yeah, it's weird. Like, he's not here now. Yell at you about Indiana Jones. Mm. I don't. I don't know if Greg Miller cares about Indiana Jones. Oh, that's my thing. I've not met anybody who's like diehard yes. Indiana Jones fan. I think Nick is diehard Indiana. Jo- you call is Nick he? and ask him. See, you call Nick and ask him. Thing. I don't have Nick's number, but <laughs> blessing. Do you? Have... Do I have who? Nick's number? No. Yes. <laughs> Wow, really? Wow, okay. I don't work for Nick, so I just gotta, like, work for kind like of funny Like I said, I barely, like, work from <laughs> no home and work for Nick. when I started working. We kind so of I work barely interact Nick. with Nick. 
Actually, I might have Nick's number. Hold on, let me check. I think either Greg or Nick is fine. The thing is, you don't find diehard Indiana Jones fans because everyone just kind of assumes that like somebody likes Indiana Jones. People will disagree on the fourth movie, and the people who like it are wrong. But everyone else is like, yeah, no, the first three movies are good. I guess I just have no desire. It's like pirates for me. Not that I ha- not that I hate explorers or anything. Like I hate pirates, but I just like it, nothing about it. Nothing about it strikes me as like, oh, this is exciting. You know, like going to the jungle. <laughs> you you hate pirates. You hate pirates. <laughs> oh just, yeah, no, I hate pirates. We, we've gone through this. We got through it on one of the blessing streams. Is that I think it's it's a hygiene thing. Is what you said. Yeah, pirates like seem like they're dirty and like wait, they get but like scurvy. I can't remember. Did we talk about that one porno that was pirates? I don't think we've that's, talked about it. I think that's the thing we've talked about on the show. Yeah, is that like were also, you we're going into that? On this were you for, into that for a GM pack news day? Was I <laughs> yes. into the Was I into the porno? No. Again, oh, hygiene. Wow. You like, really don't like pirates. Good for you like for pirates, having stances. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't fuck with pirates. I love ninjas. Plus, I'm down with aliens. Plus, it has standards, but you got to respect. It's just the standards are wrong. Anyway, I'm very excited for this Indiana Jones game. Uh, story number two, we've got a bunch of PS5 release windows. This is from Jenny Leda at Silicon Era. Sony's CES 2021 digital press event has come and gone, and with it came an unexpected number of release windows. During the presentation, which appeared on the Sony Square website, there was actually a bit of insight into when people can expect certain big-name games. Uh, to be specific, around the 10-minute mark, the PlayStation 5 was discussed, and with it came Project Athia, Ghostwire Tokyo, and Pragmata release windows. Uh, the release windows looked like this. Uh, the Hitman 3, obviously, is coming out January 2021. Ghostwire Tokyo, October 2021. Horizon Forbidden West, uh, it just says 2021. Kena Bridge of Spirits, March 2021. Little Devil Inside, July 2021. Pragmata, 2023. Project Athia, January 2022. Ratchet, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, uh, it's just 2021. Returnal, March 19th, 2021. Solar Ash, June 2021. Wait, June 2021. And then Stray uh, is coming out October 2021. Imran, how do you feel about these dates? We got we get a weird amount of like game date news for PS5 just from like the copyright stuff at the bottom of videos. It's we like it's strange. We didn't did we know Ghostwire was October until right now? Like, did we know Pragmata was delayed? So. Like yeah, no, like I think Pragmata, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, and Project Affy are like the big new details that we know now. Yeah, it, it is cool that like now we have an exact confident month for like a year from now for Project Athia. Like that's neat. It's weird they didn't just tell us at some point, but I guess you know if this works, then fine. Uh, I think it's interesting that Ratchet and Clank is like just 2021. Like they said launch window uh, mm-hmm. at Gamescom. So has it slipped? Have they not announced? Are they not planning to announce it right now? Like at this point it's January. So I think the most optimistic you could possibly be is March. Yeah, I feel like March is the latest. I feel like after March, launch launch window is done. Right. Which means that like, and I said this is concerning on Twitter, but what I mean is like, do they, did it slip and they're not saying anything? Or like was, I don't know. It's interesting to me that, like, at says 2021 and we're in January, and are they really stretching the definition of launch window to, like, seven months, which would be ridiculous? I I think the reason why they don't, like, I I think in terms of the way they formatted these dates, launch window just wouldn't fit in terms of, like, the, the very specific nature of the way they've listed these things. Even though, I guess for that, right, they could have just put between February and March or something like that uh within these list of dates 
But I think for them, they were just like, okay, yeah, let's be as vague as possible because maybe they still don't know the release date. Yeah. It's interesting to me that Pragmatist slipped an entire, or slipped an entire year. Like, that... I don't know what that game is yet, so I'm not sure whether to be, like, disappointed or not. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what is that game going to be that... Is it ambitious? Like, or are they having development trouble? Is this a COVID-related thing? I... They said the studio who's making it, and it's not internal Capcom. They're just publishing it, right? Or am I fair? Pragmata. Yeah. Uh, that was that the Capcom game where there where there were like the spacesuits. Yes, it's the one everyone thought was Kojima that turned out not. Yeah, to be Kojima. that wasn't Kojima. I forget who's developing it. I can look it up. But yeah, that's like I'm excited about Athia being that close. Uh, Hitman Three. It's funny they misspelled January in the copyright or in that thing. It is. Yeah. Pragmata looks like it's being developed by Capcom internal. Okay, it is. Okay, I wonder who yeah. which stu- which internal team is making it. Uh, I'm glad Kina is coming soon. Yeah, I I like that they're doubling down on Horizon. Though at some point, like if we're gonna put it out on PS4, that it has to come out this year. Otherwise, then what's the point? Uh, yeah, I'll just like. I feel like if Ratchet and Clank were March, then they would have said it at the same time as Eternal. So I think optimistically, we're lo- maybe we're looking at April May. Realistically, I should say. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's a really good point that I don't think you'd want to, as PlayStation, you wouldn't want to stack those games on top of each other. I was very optim- uh, optimistic late last year about a February release for Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. But now that we're here in January, like that seems less and less likely. I feel like you would have announced that by now. Um, I was also, hoping it was going to be January because like there's nothing this month. Like, Hey, I mean, Hitman 3. Oh, yeah. Hitman 3, great. But that's yeah. also a, like, I guess in terms of exclusive, our exclusives, I would have assumed more. But yeah, and uh, there's there's it? a huge there's a huge February game from PlayStation called Destruction All Stars that you wouldn't want to get ask. in yes. the way of. <laughs> and so, I'm actually very I, much looking forward to Destruction All Stars. I think it's funny it wasn't in that sizzle reel. <laughs> that is actually pretty, pretty funny that it wasn't in that sizzle reel. I'm looking forward to trying it out. I really hope that game is good because I think that could be a fun yeah. February empty February game. Even though I, I guess we do lo- have a couple of games coming out in February. I would Republic. like it. I would like it to be good. I. Not necessarily confident will be, but I would very much like that game to come out of nowhere and just be like amazing. Yeah, it could happen. We shall see. Yeah. Story number three: uh, Google Stadia and GeForce Now are coming to LG TVs in 2021. This is Chris Welch at The Verge. LG has announced that it's bringing two of the leading cloud gaming services, Google Stadia and NVIDIA's GeForce Now, to its newest TVs later this year. Stadia is expected to be available in the second half of the year after the 2021 lineup of OLED, QNED, and NanoCell TVs start shipping, with GeForce Now coming sometime later. The news signifies a a continued expansion for both services. Google has promised that Stadia will come to Google TV, uh, including the latest Chromecast in the first half of 2021. Last week, Sony announced its 2021 lineup of TVs. Uh, they all run Google TV, so it's, a, so it's a safe bet that you'll be able to also find Stadia on those when they ship in a few months. As for GeForce Now, it's currently available on NVIDIA Shield platform, uh, Windows, Mac OS, Chrome OS, Android, and in beta on Safari for iOS and iPad OS. But it's not shipping natively on any TVs, so LG is among the first in that regard. Very cool stuff. Yeah, kind of an exciting feature for video game streaming. Although, like, you know, Google Stadia is still one that I'm iffy on in terms of how long that keeps up as a platform because it's had such a, a shaky uh, launch so far. And I guess we're entering what year two or year three of of Google Stadia being a thing. I think year yeah. two, year two. Um, that said, like the streaming feature in general, I think is exciting. Once XCloud yeah. starts, what starts to get on, on more platforms, I think that's also going to be a, a huge thing. This is the ideal, I think, for it, is that you want to put these streams on things people, or the streaming services on things people already have. 
So like put exactly. it on phones, logical, but like then you start needing controllers, like attachments and stuff like that. So, okay, put it on TVs and all you just need is like, you can go to a store and get a controller and then like hook it up to the TV, I assume through Bluetooth. Like that's the fewer barriers you can have between a person owning or like a person sitting on their couch and then starting to play No Man's Sky, Assassin's Creed, whatever. Like that is the ideal case for these things. Let me ask you this blessing. Mm-hmm. I was reminded the other day Sekiro is out on Sadia. As somebody playing Sekiro currently, would you play a cloud version of Sekiro? No, not. I'm having enough trouble playing a 60 FPS native on my PS5 version of Sekiro. I'm not going to play a cloud version of that game. I couldn't imagine playing that game on cloud streaming. I kind of want to like, like I, I went like absolutely not. I would never play it the first time. Now I'm like, I kind of wonder how it works. I kind of like, I'm curious if it like is a, decent version like on streaming stuff so maybe i'll just try that because I, I have stadia apparently like i got the free stadia a couple of months ago and it didn't work on my phone or uh my phone couldn't connect to the chromecast so then i just gave up and then i got a new, my brother gave me a new chromecast but it doesn't have stadia support so i just haven't used it at all so maybe i'll try it for second row <laughs> what a disaster stadia is you know what i mean are you still paying for it kevin or is it like no i i never paid for it I I okay, like I remember you I, had I, well yeah I bought the I the little pack the that came with pack, the control right? yeah and it's you know it was just disappointing and then you get yeah. the three months for free and then after that I was like no <laughs> I I couldn't even bother to be like hey Greg let me get like try to get me more free of the 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 <laughs> Stadia Pro or whatever the hell it was called <laughs> yeah yeah the, I I think the thing that would make a streaming service exciting would be one accessibility the thing you just said right like having it available on whatever device you own and so this tv thing is huge for that um but then also library like if you have a a vast library of games where it is like okay you know am i really gonna play Sekiro on this thing no but maybe i'll play tetris or maybe i'll play an an rpg or maybe i'll play uh, a telltale game or whatever like i think that becomes way more exciting for these platforms as opposed to like very like very specific game releases where it's like okay do i want to play like google google stadia in terms of library and in terms of accessibility isn't hitting enough uh on both ends but we shall see as like as they continue to get on more platforms and that library expands we'll see yeah though xcloud is on their ass and so (laughs) i don't have much hope or faith but again we'll see story number four do we know when Mass Effect Legendary Edition is coming? This is from Steve Watts at GameSpot. Mass Effect Legendary Edition, a set of remasters of the original three Mass Effect games, could be preparing for launch in March. A pair of retailers have listed the game for release on March 12th, much narrowed from its previously vague 2021 release target. The shops Shopatry and GS Shop via VGC both shared the date, which is more specific than you'd expect for a mere placeholder date. The dates appearing together so suddenly may also suggest that, if accurate, an official announcement is coming soon. Imran, do you believe it? Yeah, probably. Andromeda came out in March as well. Like, is general March is the release games before the quarter, or for EA, yeah, I think it's the financial quarter, not the financial year. But like, that's their we should just get this game out kind of thing. Uh, usually, you don't want to tease a remaster for too long because like people just don't have that much interest in what a remaster does. So I think. Yeah, logically, maybe this month or next month, say, like, here's how we're changing Mass Effect 1, then in March actually release it. I think that's a perfectly logical date. Yeah, I'm with you, too. I think I think that 
that lines up. I think that would also make for an exciting march. They get Mass Effect followed by uh, that that young um, uh, Returnal. You know, it could be a good double whammy. Um, looking forward to that. That's another one that like I'm very I'm very excited for that to come out because I've not uh, 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 played through the Mass Effect franchise, and that's one that I actually do want to play through. Uh, and so I hope we get it sooner than later so I can uh, jump in. Yeah, no, Mass Effect is that is a fantastic first game, a fantastic second game, and it finishes the trilogy. I heard it's no Indiana Jones, though. <laughs> if there were I, a Mass Effect movie, would you watch it? I mean, right now, no, because I don't really have any interest. But like, maybe after I played it and maybe if I like it, then, then yeah. I think that'd be a cool idea. Mass Effect movie, space movie, space opera. Yeah, I think one, you should watch Star Trek. That would just be Star Trek, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You should watch Star Trek. But okay. two, you, you place such an emphasis on commitment to movies that I'm not sure I understand. It is like, I got nothing to do. I'm going to uh, watch two hours of a movie. That's fine. Like, you're... For you, it's like, I don't know that I would date this person for six weeks. It's no, you sit down and you watch a movie for two hours. That's it. I mean, yeah. I don't know, man. It's not a video game blessing. I'm just saying, just watch a movie occasionally. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I don't know. Like, sitting got down, you, you fuck. If, 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 the world was, if the world was open and I could sit with friends and just, like, watch a bunch of movies, I feel like that's my preferred way to, like, Watch but a movie. Have, I don't want to be sitting you, in my room alone. You have two watching TVs, fucking Indiana though, right? Jones swinging across a, a jungle. I can just watch George the Jungle in that case. You You've know? literally never been more at home than you are right now. You might as well just watch a movie. I don't know, man. That sounds boring. I can just, I can just play Sekiro. You know, why watch a movie when I can just play Sekiro? You say as you're about to watch a vir- or with a virtual watch along with other people later today. But yeah, but that's my thing though. Like you know, I'm getting to have like this fun communal experience of friends. For me, it's less about the signs and more about spending time with the homies. Mm-hmm. And so that's what makes it exciting. You know what else is exciting, Imran? Story what number five: Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order getting a next gen update. This is from Matt Perslow at IGN. EA and developer Respawn have issued a patch for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order that updates the game for next generation consoles. While it's not a next gen version of the game, the patch does allow the PS4 and Xbox One versions of Fallen Order to make use of the significantly more powerful new console hardware. The next-gen optimization update improves Fallen Order's frame rate, uh, dynamic resolution ranges, and post-processing resolution, although the changes do depend on what hardware you're running. For Xbox Series X, or for Xbox Series S, the only change is the frame rate, which has been increased from 45 FPS to 60 FPS. On Xbox Series X, performance mode now hits 60 FPS, and and the dynamic resolution can scale between 1080p and 1440p. On normal mode, post-processing has been increased to 4K resolution, and the dynamic resolution can range between 1512p and 2160p. Over on the PS5, the frame rate has been increased from 45 to 60 FPS. Unlike the Xbox version, there are no, uh, no there are no normal slash performance modes. Instead, post-processing is set at 1440p, and dynamic scaling has been disabled in favor of a locked render resolution of 1200p. Uh, previously, the game scaled between 810p and 1080p. Very exciting stuff if you're a Jedi Fallen Order fan. Yeah. Uh, Imran, is this, is this enough to make you jump back into that game? No, I think I'm done. I don't think, like, if they said also fast travel, then, like, yeah, probably I'd come back in because, like, mm. most of that stuff, most of the stuff in the game I need to do is stuff that's, like, I need to find, like, one of these things, you know, here or, like, whatever, but I don't feel like going through so much of that stuff just to, I would, I would be more likely to replay that game from scratch than I would be to pick up my old save file. But, mm-hmm. yeah, they, I'm a little surprised that they're, they're bothering to do this still. Like to me, that says they're they probably made some engine imp- or not engine improvements, but 
improvements in their work on the sequel that flowed back well enough into the into the first game that it's like yeah we can make these changes we might as well do it now hmm. yeah I, th- I think this is this is exciting from from the perspective that i have now playing through sekiro coming off of bloodborne and bloodborne is a game that uh i believe is capped at 30 fps right now on playstation and so playing on ps5 i'm getting that version and like for me playing it i was fine with it i didn't really notice any like I didn't, I didn't notice the fact that it was 30 FPS, and so I didn't have an issue with it until I switched to Sekiro, and Sekiro uh, uh, moves up to 60 FPS, and that game is so smooth on yeah. PS5. I cannot believe how smooth it looks and plays. Um, and so for people who are either going back to Jedi Fallen Order or wanting to jump into it for the first time, I think that's exciting for that. Yeah. we're play- or At least I'm playing a game right now that we can't talk about yet, but... I would, the way I'm playing it, I would be kind of annoyed if I were playing it on a base system as opposed to like the current mm-hmm. generation. Like, because there's like a graphics and result or graphics and performance mode, and I'm getting 60 FPS in like for full resolution on both. So great. I would probably be annoyed playing it before. Imran, I want to tell you about our next news story. But before I do, I want to tell you about our sponsor. Of course, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, this episode of kind of funny games daily is brought to you by hymns for hymns.com is all about men's wellness. We all know the story. Andy and Nick wanted to maintain their own wellness. So they looked at hymns for help keeping their hair full and healthy. We can confirm they've been loving it ever since through hymns. You can get the prescription medication that treats erectile dysfunction, real science, real solutions to ED. Hims makes it easy. Hims connects you with a licensed medical professional who can prescribe FDA-approved prescription medication and treat erectile dysfunction. You get the same active ingredient as that expensive little pill, but without the expensive price tag. This could cost hundreds of bucks if you had to go through a doctor or pharmacy, not sell with Hims. Hims makes it simple and affordable. No embarrassing conversations, no expensive appointments. Just answer a few questions online about your medical history and a provider will confidentially review. If approved, your medication is shipped directly to your door in discreet packaging, and shipping is free. No more searching online for answers to questions about EV or sexual wellness. Just go to your just go to your for hymns account and ask a medical professional you can trust. Why live with ED when the solution can be so simple? Try hymns today by starting out with a free online visit. Go to forhymns.com slash funny games for your free visit. That's forhymns.com slash funny games. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash Funny games. Prescription products are subject to medical prov- provider approval and require an online consultation with the medical provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. See website for full details and safety information. Remember, that's forhims.com slash funny games. We're also brought to you by Brooke Linen. Life is too short to sleep between anything less than really nice sheets, but Maybe you looked at some retailers and calculated the years of interest you'd pay on just one set and gave up. Trust me, go check out Brooke Linen. Brooke Linen was started by Rich and Vicky, who also tried to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg. And when they couldn't, they founded Brooke Linen as the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. They work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury-level markups. Brooke Linen has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and tastes. Brooklinen has over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting and is so confident in their product that all their bedding comes with a lifetime warranty. And Brooklyn, Brooklinen is so much more than sheets. They've got comforters, pillows, towels, even loungewear, and more. 
He can buy sheets, bedding, and pillows all at once and save even more. Kind of funny, loves Brooklyn. Tim uh, gets the sheets that match his room. And Greg talks about the towel that he loves because it covers his shame. He keeps mentioning that. And I've been asking him to stop. But every every single morning I wake up, I open my Slack. I get a DM from Greg. And he's talking about how the towel covers his shame. And I'm like, please stop, Greg. But he doesn't. And so please send help. Uh, 2021, do something nice for yourself. That's not a, that's not a real story. But could you imagine if that happened? Be crazy. Uh, it's 2021. Do something nice for yourself to start the new year. To help do that, Brooklinen has a special offer. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code GAMES to get a twenty-five uh, to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. And enter promo code GAMES to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. Brooklinen.com and use promo code GAMES at checkout. And to be clear, Greg did say once though that it does cover his shame and he's very excited about that i mean that's very easy because he's small balls miller like we've established oh, wow. that <laughs> go off king i'm not i'm not uh, the one who made that nickname nick scarpino told us about that nickname true. was that is true. they called him small balls miller yeah they did call him it. Let, let's they do the last ad though yeah let's do the last ad uh last we're brought to you by burrow i can't stand stop shopping for furniture the options the transporting the building it's all frustrating that's why I'm excited to tell you that KFGD is supported by Burrow, the furniture company that's designing smarter, simpler things for modern life at home. They built the company from the ground up to fix all the ways that shopping for furniture is frustrating. Every decision they make, from the first sketch of a new couch to the fast, free delivery promise, is made with your experience in mind. Burrow provides easy online shopping, uh, no more visits to far-flung warehouse stores, no high-pressure salespeople, plus Burrow's world-class support team is available for, when it, for, uh, for you whenever you need. It's furniture designed for the way you live. The credenzas are actually tall enough to fit next-gen consoles standing vertically. That's right, a PS5 standing vertically. We all know that's like four, four feet tall of a console. That can fit in your credenza. Is this an exaggeration, but you get what I mean. Uh, the award-winning Nomad Sofa has a built-in USB charger. Assembly is simple. Burrow customers literally write reviews applauding the instructions for being so easy to follow. Modular design uh, means they're easy to, easy to set up, uh, but also easy to take with you to your next home. Uh, and there's fast free shipping on every order. Burrow saves user and av- users an average of $100 on large items like a couch. Right now, you can get $75 off your first order at burrow.com slash games. That's burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W.com slash games for $75 off your first Burrow pu- purchase. Burrow.com slash games, 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 games. Story number six, uh, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury got a dope new trailer. Kevin, I have a link for you in the doc if you want to pull that up as I read through. I'm going to pull from Joe Scrubbles at IGN. We finally have our first proper look at Bowser's Fury, the expansion coming alongside the port of Super Mario 3D World for Nintendo Switch, and it features a friendly Bowser Jr. as well as a kaiju-sized version of Bowser and Cap Mario. Uh, released or revealed in a new trailer, Bowser's Fury is described as an all-new bonus adventure and features Mario working with Bowser Jr., who, who can seemingly paint walls to create items and attack enemies. It's not yet clear if Bowser Jr. is controlled by a second player. Uh, Emron, did you catch this uh, as yeah, the trailer I did. released this morning? What do you think? It looks, so to begin with, it looks like a Mario Odyssey world with like a lot more platforming around. Like there's, this is clearly a more open world thing and not like the segmented levels of uh, 3D world, which is interesting. Like, I don't, I, I saw some people tossing around that like maybe this is Odyssey DLC at some point, but I don't think so. I would, this looks like them kind of committing to the idea of like, what if we made a hybrid of these two things? So like maybe it is a, a look into what the next Mario game will be in some way or like them experimenting a little bit. 
So I'm I'm excited to like try this out because this is not the first time people have asked for a an open world Mario platform with more of an or more of an if, more of an emphasis on the platforming aspect. So if this works out, hell yeah, I'd be excited to see what happens next because mm-hmm. this looks cool. Yeah, no, this looks really cool. I'm all about how it is stylistically. I love seeing Bowser look like a badass. Like it's showing on screen right now. Bowser looks like more menacing and like i'm not gonna say terrifying but he looks like more of a beast than he's ever looked before and i'm all about that it reminds me like a little bit of giga bowser from uh from melee uh yeah. which i'm all about uh i love that i got a question here from bobby wasabi who wrote in the patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can and says wow bowser's fury is more than i expected it to be a platforming jungle gym that blends 3d world and odyssey with new elements sprinkled throughout sign me up my one concern and question, how long are you both expecting this will be? Will fans be disappointed if it's any less than an hour's worth of content? Or do you think the link doesn't matter as it's being packaged as an add-on to an already fantastic game? Thanks for taking the time to answer, Bobby Wasabi. I, an hour sounds way too low. I don't expect it's going to be like a full-size game or anything. Uh, I would bet somewhere in the area of two to six hours. That would be, like, I think, the logical answer. But yeah, I it probably is going to be meaty enough for people to be like, oh, yeah, that was a cool little thing, but not meaty enough to be like, OK, this is, you know, a, a game sized adventure. Yeah, that's the impression I get to you. Like I get like a it seems like it's going to be something that's around three, three to four, three to five hours. I'll say um, it strikes me as like a almost like an uh, like a uh, like an indie game size package, right? Like in terms of a, it, it looks like it's one big level that's explorable and it doesn't look like a, it doesn't look like a world, right? It doesn't look like it's building on, uh, like build, building something that is grander. It seems like more of a condensed contained yeah. thing with that being the case. Like it reminds me almost of something like a short hike where a short hike reminded me a bit of a Mario platformer level in the way that that game is just a big mountain that you can just climb and have fun and buck around in. Um, and this gives me similar vibes as, Oh yeah, spend three hours in this world. It's an open playground. Have fun. Fuck around. Beat Bowser. Uh, and with that, I don't necessarily expect something uh, too extensive. That said, if this is really good, I do expect to see more of this because I don't. I don't. N- Nintendo is a company that's very good at experimenting with new ideas and using those for like one-off levels in their games. Um, that said, for this being this dlc quote-unquote dlc uh add-on to an already existing game if this turns into something that people really love i could see it going the captain toad route of hey we can make a full game out of this and people will enjoy it and so yeah i think lengthwise you should expect like a proportionally mario odyssey like i suspect this will be around the same size as like the desert area of mario odyssey which that Mm -hmm. if you're looking for everything that probably takes a good five to six hours to yeah. just play in that one part. So that's what kind of what I expect. By the way, Blessing, you're being dragged on Twitter. Am I? For what? Yeah. Indiana Jones? Yes. Good. <laughs> Good. That's what he did. I knew this happened. When I got hired at Kind of Funny, I was like, man, when the Indiana Jones, Jones thing comes up with me, it's going to be a terrible day. You know, <laughs> Once they realize that I don't give a fuck about Indiana Jones, they're going to be really mad about it. So <laughs> good. Good. Just wanted to get Come your... Come at me, Twitter. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, speaking of this Mario business, though, uh, story number seven, there's also a new Mario Red Switch model. Uh, this is, again, is from Matt Perslow at IGN. I got images here, Kevin, if you want to pull them up, too. Uh, Nintendo has revealed a new Mario Edition Switch, which is the first variant of the console for the screen unit itself to be offered in a different color. The Mario Red and Blue Edition replicates the, the iconic colors of Nintendo's mascot with red Joy-Con co uh, controllers featuring blue straps and blue, blue grips that mimic Mario's... Hmm, how would I pronounce that word? Is it dungaree or dungaree? Dunger Dungaree. Dungaree. Mario's yeah. Dungaree straps. Uh, the dock and system is, uh, system unit itself are also red rather than the traditional black format. I am a big fan of the red consoles that are, or the red, the, the red hardware, I should say, uh, that are being revealed this week. Yeah, no, that, like, it's, it's crazy to me it took this long to make a Mario Switch, but cool. Cool that we're finally there. Yeah, I'm all about it. Uh, our last news story, let's be a quick one, is a quick update on the on the Capcom hack. This is from James Bassler at gamesindustry.biz. Capcom has offered more insight into the consequences of a ransomware attack last year, and the number of people affected is higher than previously reported. A release offering an update on the situation now reveals that 16,406 people have had their personal information compromised. This includes 3,248 people from the business partners, um, 9,164 former employees and related parties, and 3,995 current employees and related parties. Information compromised includes e email addresses, phone numbers, postal addresses, and HR information. Capcom has reiterated that no credit card information has been affected. The publisher also increased the maximum number of people potentially affected to 390,000. Capcom is in the process of contacting those who have been verified to be affected by the attack and will continue to investigate the personal information that may also have been in danger. So a quick update for you to keep you in the know. Yeah, that whole thing sucks. It sucks for oh, yeah, everyone, all the news. Like, it's, on one hand, it's cool to know the news. On the other hand, like, it sucks that this is the way it came out. And like, yeah, whole thing sucks. Emron, yeah. very excited to see when uh, these hackers get brought to justice. But that might be so far away. If I wanted what was coming out to mom and grop shops today, where'd I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games that we show host each and every weekday. And do 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> out today That's we got cool. King Arthur Knight's Tale for PC. SUM Slay Uncool Monsters for Switch. Dead Ground for Switch. Epitaph for Switch, Mahjong Adventure for Switch, Heroes of, of the Three Kingdoms 8 for PC, Yaga for PC, and then there's a new Red Dead Online update. Bringing justice to Red Dead Online's frontier will bring players even sweeter payouts this week as bounty hunters are scoring boosted RDO dollars and roll XP on all legendary bounties, plus login rewards, new bounty hunter-related discounts, as well as discounts on select weapons also await players. New dates for you, Mundon is out on March 16th for 2021, or March 16th, 2021 for PS5 and PlayStation 4, uh, and Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Switch, PC, uh, via Steam, and the Epic Game Store. Uh, and then Hellpoint comes to Switch on February 25th. Uh, Realize Wintertide Miracles is launching February 25th on Nintendo Switch. And then lastly, King Arthur's Knight, Knight's Tale has a new Steam early access date, January 26th. Uh, Imran, of course, people can write in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to, to uh, get their questions in, uh, but then also to get in their squad up requests. Uh, the Caker's man wrote in with a squad up 
in Fortnite. Uh, Kickerman writes in and says, hey, best friends, I started playing Fortnite again recently with the new season, and I'm looking for some non-randos to play with on my journey to Baby Yoda. <laughs> Basically, I'm tired of randomly squatting up and hearing someone on the other side that's the age of my kiddo I just put to bed. I'm over 40, and I kind of stink at Fortnite, so I'm looking for fun more than wins. I play nights usually after 8 on the East Coast. East Coast. Uh, I'm the Caker's man on Fortnite, as well as on PlayStation, if you want to add me on either, and let's have fun. Again, username is the Caker's man. That is the C-A-K-E-R-S man on PSN and Epic. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. That's, of course, where you write in and let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. Uh, let's see here let's see here a lot of kingdom hearts fans coming at my neck and let me tell you i played enough kingdom hearts 2 to know that i'm not into it just (laughs) mickey mouse jumping around and doing flips and like swinging a sword in theory cool but in practice just wasn't my jam wait are they just trying to sell the game on you or are they correcting you on like nano machines not being like them having their version of nano machines? No, the first one is from nanobiologists saying, first off, how dare you about Kingdom Hearts? So that's yeah. kind of the tone we're setting. All right. Well, we're oh, not yeah. reading those. Remember, you just ignore those. <laughs> now, if anyone talks about Indiana Jones, I want to hear about that. Not a lot of your wrongs about Indiana Jones. I think people are just like, that's not the kind of thing you sit down and like you think about, you just react. Uh, Big Bad Beluga, uh, the live-action Door of the Explorer has a similar feel to Indiana Jones, but skews more for younger audiences. Listen, I watched that trailer for Door of the Explorer, and I thought it looked hilarious. And so I'm excited to watch that way more than I'd be excited to watch an Indiana Jones movie. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm hating on Indiana Jones. I don't, I don't even hate Indiana Jones. I just don't care about Indiana Jones. I'm playing <laughs> up a character right now, but, like, uh-huh. you know, I'm not going to, like, sit here and act like Indiana Jones is bad or anything by any means, because I don't think that. I'm not watching Indiana Jones. I just don't have an opinion, and I have no interest. That's where I stand. Um, and so... That seems like it's it for... Oh, yeah. Uh, Star, Star, Kill, Star K-Zilla uh, gives more context um, to Bethesda. Uh, they do have Elder Scrolls Online as a games as a service, and I was talking about that a little bit earlier in yeah. the episode, so thank you for that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the content doesn't stop there. Uh, tomorrow's hosts for Kind of Funny Games Daily are Greg and Gary Witta. If you're watching this live on Twitch right now, after this is Andy, Nick, and Stoback Mike playing some of that young Apex Legends. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily.